Welcome to the Dynasty Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And today's episode is labeled Six Undervalued Wide Receivers to Put Your Team Over the Top. I've noticed over the last couple of months doing eight startups here. You know how we all say we're not going to do any more startups. And because of COVID and, you know, all kinds of different league ideas coming out, obviously Scott Fishbowl uh, doing FFPC pros versus Joes, the ultimate uh, dynasty podcast league, all kinds of different startups here, all kinds of different formats. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me is the giant RB trend. You know, people are taking running back so early because the wide receiver position is so deep. And what I wanted to do today was give you guys six wide receivers that I feel like you guys can get, you know, outside the top few rounds that really can catapult your team into contention right off the bat. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys know who my favorite wide receiver to talk about right now is, and that is Sir Robert Woods. Right now, he's going as the Dynasty Wide Receiver 26, and according to Redraft on Fantasy Pros, he's going as Wide Receiver 22. The man is just not getting enough love. I mean, we'll look at 2018. He had 86 receptions, 1,219 yards for five touchdowns on 130 targets. Also, what really gives him that extra floor is his 19 carries, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Good enough for wide receiver 11 in 2018. In 2019, he finishes the wide receiver 14 with 90 receptions on 139 targets, 1,134 yards, and two touchdowns. Again, 115 rushing yards and one touchdown. The man is a beast with a ball in his hands. You know, number two this year in yards after the catch, only behind Chris Godwin and slightly in front of Michael Thomas, which is some great company to be in. What really sticks out to me for Robert Woods is the fact that from weeks 10 through 17, when Brandon Cooks got injured, the Rams really played primarily a 12 personnel. You know, those two tight end sets, and it was Robert Woods, not Cooper Cup, who thrived. Uh, from weeks 10 through 17, Robert Woods finished as the wide receiver four with 20 points per game and amassing 663 yards on 52 receptions, while Cooper Cup, on the other hand, a wide receiver that's really going as wide receiver 13 in redraft and wide receiver 18 in dynasty, a full two rounds ahead of Robert Woods in both formats, didn't fare anywhere near as well. You know, he finished as the wide receiver 22 with 12.9 points per game in that same stretch of that 12 personnel. What's interesting about that is obviously head coach Sean McVay has been quoted recently saying that he's super committed to that same type personnel going with the two tight ends and really taking Robert Woods to the next level. In Dynasty, I get it. He just turned 28 years old, but he's under contract through 2021. And while Cup will be a free agent after this season, Robert Woods is going to be there an extra year after that. The value I'm seeing right now from a lot of different sources and trades on Twitter, which, by the way, one of the biggest things about the Dynasty Dad podcast, and if you guys know me, is I love Twitter polls. I love trade talk. So if you guys have any questions, you know, if you guys want a, a poll that's retweeted, if you just want to get some advice, hit me up on Twitter as much as possible. You know, I will get back to you very quickly. But I'm seeing him go for anything from the 108 plus and for a contender for my man Bobby Trees. That's something that I am getting in on every single day. Robert Woods is a guy that you can get in a trade to be your wide receiver three, and he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers. The fact that he is going in that wide receiver 28 in Dynasty and wide receiver 22 in redraft just seems criminal with the way that he finished the season. There is no doubt in my mind that Robert Woods finishes in that 10 to 14 range and is a complete steal at the spot that you're getting him. The second wide receiver I want to talk about, who's another super reliable wide receiver who just doesn't get the love that he deserves, you know. He doesn't get those same 
sexiness as, as Chris Godwin and you know Michael Thomas and, and DeAndre Hopkins. But Allen Robinson is coming off an absolutely monster 2019 season where he was targeted 154 times, 98 receptions, 1,147 yards, and seven touchdowns. He finishes the wide receiver 12 on the year, and he can be had right now for a 2021 first. I have bought him in two different leagues, just a 2021 first, random, and they took it immediately. He's still just 26 years old, and believe it or not, he's entering his seventh season. You know, I know it feels like Allen Robinson has been in the league forever, and he came in as a 19-year-old rookie, you know, out of Penn State. He has the skill set, the target share, and the ability to finish inside that wide receiver one range again this year. The only worry that's really kept his ADP in check is his struggling quarterback. You know, Mitch Trubisky is there, but there's optimism that he can rebound from where he was in 2018. And then there's the Philly legend, who you guys know I'm an Eagles fan. Nick Foles could possibly take over. So right now, Allen Robinson, who ranks third in the NFL with 40 contested catches in 2018 and 2019, only behind Kenny Galladay and Julio Jones, is being drafted as the wide receiver 16. That's 38th overall. That's a spot where I am taking him all day. You know, that's the kind of value that you guys are looking for. If you guys are targeting and you're, you're really subscribing to that robust running back, Allen Robinson is the perfect wide receiver one for you. I know a lot of people, and myself included, you know, in the Scott Fishbowl, I wanted those running backs because that position is so scarce in comparison to the wide receiver. I took Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and then I was able to get some wide receivers like this later on in the draft because the way to build your team, especially a contender early, and especially in a redraft, is load up on those running backs early and really just reap the benefits of taking these wide receivers that keep falling and falling. And you, your teams are going to be something that you guys can thank me about later. So I'm really excited to partner up with DraftKits.co again this year. They have the most phenomenal draft board. They, they just sent me one recently, a vinyl reusable draft board with Patrick Mahomes on there. 35 different vari- variables you can put on there. They have IDP. They have auctions. They have stickers. You guys know me as the Dynasty Dad. I have the stickers on my fridge you know, I made turned them into magnets. They are the most complete draft boards on the market right now. And if you guys use the code DAD at DraftKits.co, you guys will get 10% off. We are going to be running several different giveaways here in the next couple weeks. So make sure you guys tune in and make sure you guys check them out, DraftKits.co. And you can find them on Twitter at DraftKits. The next two wide receivers I want to talk to you guys about are the young upside plays. They have huge opportunity in 2020. They had great seasons in 2019. Probably going to cost a little bit more, you know, but the guys that I'm advocating going out there and buying is DJ Chark. You know, before his ankle sprain, which slowed him, you know, as the Jaguars wide receiver, he saw a team high 24% of targets and 35% of all air yards when Gardner Minshew was the starter. Both of those are top 12. DJ Chark finished, you know, in that wide receiver two range, but everything points to him possibly being that breakout candidate to be a wide receiver one. Now enter Jay Gruden as the offensive coordinator, who says he expects to utilize his speed, size, and ability to get his physical specimen the ball. I mean, he is just that. He is a physical specimen. The guy's six foot four, 199 pounds, and listen to these measurables. So he ran a 4340, which is in the 98th percentile, a 115.3, so 115.3 speed score. I'm not sure why I said 115. That's in the 96th percentile. And 132.5 burst score in the 93rd percentile, all according to playerprofiler.com. 
if you guys haven't checked out that site, you have to. I mean, they have the coolest metrics to see where everybody at, you know, with their catch radius, their hand size, their 40 time, their burst score, pretty much everything, college dominator. It's a great tool for you guys to, you know, look into and really make yourself a complete dynasty player. In 2019, DJ Chark posted 73 receptions for 1,008 yards and eight touchdowns on just 117 targets. So the 23-year-old DJ Chark is going as wide receiver 20 in Dynasty right now and wide receiver 25 in redraft. But with the factors that I've listed above and the negative game scripts, which seem to be inevitable, you know, we're looking at a Jaguars team here who has traded off their entire defense. A lot of people there believe that they're in this tank for Trevor type mentality. I believe it as well. You know, I feel like DJ Chark is going to reap the benefits of rising potentially into that wide receiver one territory in 2020, a la Allen Robinson, who we just talked about when he was with the Jaguars. You know, Blake Bortles was able to support Allen Robinson in that negative game script or what you might call slop time. And Gardner Minshew's hungry. The man wants to play for his job. You know, there's all kinds of things pointing towards them bringing in, obviously, another quarterback in the draft next year. But DJ Chark is going to get peppered with targets. I can see him easily getting 130, 135 targets and those numbers jumping dramatically. He's one of the best deep ball threats in the league. You know, he played 24% of the spot in the slot last year. He's going to get moved all over the field. And I see him, just like Jay Gruden has said, in an A.J. Green-type role for their offense. You know, they're going to try to – when you hear names like comparable to A.J. Green in their offense or Allen Robinson-type, you know, volume – that's a guy I want to get involved with. That's a guy who I think sky's the limit for DJ Chark, and you should go out and buy him right now. I'm seeing him in Dynasty. You know, he's probably going to cost you more than one first, but I'm seeing I'm seeing trades like Nikhil Harry in a second. I'll pay that all day because I believe in the the upside of DJ Chark, and I believe in the upside of this next guy we're going to talk about. Number four on our list, another high upside young player is Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is a fantastic route runner coming out of college, but Coming out of Ohio State, he was a late second, early third round rookie pick just a year ago. Now, he's a top 20 dynasty pass catcher. He's going as the wide receiver 19, right above Chark. And uh, in our Dynasty Refinery Listener League, I actually doubled up on them at the 7-8 turnaround. I ended up going Chark and McLaurin, and I could not be happier about it. In his 14-game campaign as a rookie, he had a 23% target share, 58 receptions, 919 yards, and 7 touchdowns. And when he first started, a lot of people were worried that he was not going to be able to produce wide receiver one numbers because he was just going to be thrown into a system where, yeah, he was a good route runner, but is he going to be able to go up against number one corners? And the first five weeks of the, of the year, he proved that. I mean, he had five touchdowns in his first five games and just utilizing that absolute blazing 4-3-5-40 speed. Terry McLaurin is completely undervalued, just like Chark, because... He is going to absolutely dominate the target share for a team that's going to be, this one is in the NFC East, which they tends to be tons of shootouts there. I mean, the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, they all have inferior defenses here where we're looking at games in the high 20s to 30s, and those are going to be shootouts. On top of that, they're going to be trailing a lot of games. So the Washington Redskins are going to have a negative game script, and who are they going to throw it to? I mean, Steve Sims is there. Kelvin Harmon went down. There's not a lot of options on that offensive side of the ball other than Terry McLaurin. So I can easily see another 23 to possibly even 28% target share and those targets going through the roof. The biggest thing when doing my research about Terry McLaurin is his pro football focus grade last year was the best in the league. 
and it's actually number two overall for rookies in the past decade, trailing only Odell Beckham. And we remember how special his rookie year was. I mean, Odell Beckham was just on another level as a rookie, and Terry McLaurin's getting faded because of great rookie seasons by DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown and other flashier wide receivers who really jumped out there. But Terry McLaurin's season was phenomenal. Um, Now you get new coach Ron Rivera, and he says that Terry reminds him so much of D.J. Moore. And the nice thing looking at that is D.J. Moore's rookie year, very similar to Terry McLaurin's. You know, 55 receptions to McLaurin's 58, 788 yards to McLaurin's 919, and he had two touchdowns. McLaurin had seven. Ron Rivera said he wants to use him in that same format as they did D.J. Moore. And we all know what happened with D.J. Moore his second year. Year two, he burst out onto the scene. 87 receptions, 1,175 yards, and four touchdowns. And that's why he's one of my favorite dynasty wide receivers. I'm not leaving a startup without Chris Godwin, D.J. Moore, Terry McLaurin, D.J. Chark. Those are my guys. And I feel like D.J. Moore is going to be a top three dynasty asset by the time this season is over. You know, I feel like he only is going to fall behind Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and D.J. Moore is going to be the wide receiver three in Dynasty. Terry McLaurin, who is actually a little bit older, even though he's, you know, came out a year later, played his full four seasons in, in college. Terry McLaurin is going to be approaching 25 years old, but similar type year two status could really propel him in Dynasty and make him someone that if you take him in redraft as your wide receiver three, you are sitting pretty because he could put up wide receiver one numbers. The last two wide receivers I want to talk to you guys about is the veterans, the veterans with the high reward. Guys like Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, two years ago, was known as that dynasty asset that just couldn't miss. From 2015 to 2018, the man was a lock for 75 receptions, 1,000 yards, and 7 touchdowns. His first, he became the first wide receiver in history to put 1,000 yards and 6 touchdowns with three different teams in his first four years. I mean, he obviously did it with the Saints, then the Patriots, and then the Rams. But concussions have derailed his his career. I mean, it has put him to a spot where he's an absolute risk. And I I understand that from a dynasty perspective that you think, man, if this guy gets another concussion, I mean, it's done. And we saw what Malcolm Jenkins did to him in the Super Bowl. It was one of the most nasty hits I've seen in in my entire life. But you get a, a guy who now goes to another great quarterback situation. So he's going from, he's got Drew Brees, Jared Goff, you know, Tom Brady, and now he goes to Deshaun Watson. I mean, he is lucking out when it comes to the quarterbacks. Right now, he's the wide receiver one on that team, in my opinion. He's been working out with Deshaun Watson the entire offseason. And barring injury, which he has been healthy his entire career. He's had concussions here and there. But aside from that, he's been on the field a majority of the snaps. He's a guy that's going outside the top 30 wide receivers who has high wide receiver two upside and the target share to go with it. There aren't many options there in Houston. It's it's him, it's Will Fuller, you know, and it and and uh, Randall Cobb. There's not a lot going on there where I think Brandon Cooks could put up a sneaky season there where you're getting him as your wide receiver four, your wide receiver five, and you fill him in in bye weeks and feel comfortable. And if he takes off the way I think that he will, you'll be happy with him as your wide receiver three if anyone's struggling or with things going on with COVID. Speaking of COVID, you know, we all know about The fact that you're looking at three weeks IR if you test positive for COVID-19. I am trying to get as many of these depth wide receivers as possible. In years past, I built my teams sexy as hell. I wanted those sexy starting rosters. I wanted those guys to just load up, 
and they're going to set it and forget it. And I don't think that's going to happen this year. I feel like we're going to get a lot of positive tests. We're going to have to have the most depth on our teams possible. And I'm trying to build my dynasties right now where I'll, I'll gladly take Brandon Cooks or you know the next guy we're going to talk about who's Marvin Jones and have them on my team as a wide receiver four, wide receiver five. And they're going to have the upside of giving me weekly wide receiver one, wide receiver two number. Marvin Jones. He's going at wide receiver 39 right now. That's your wide receiver four, maybe five on your team that can post weekly wide receiver one and two numbers. This past year in 2019 on a limited campaign, he posted 62 receptions, 779 yards, and nine touchdowns. His last 16 games with Detroit, he has an eye-popping 76 reception for 1,007 yards with 11 touchdowns. The man is a red zone machine. I mean, yes, he's 30, 30 years old, but his ability to convert in the red zone is phenomenal. He finished top five again this season with converted catches, four touchdowns in the red zone. In the top five with the likes of Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup, and Calvin Ridley. Again, great company to be with. The guy gets it done in the red zone. If you guys have listened to me in the past, you know I am a huge believer in Matthew Stafford really having a career that year this year. Last year, he finished as the QB2 in points per game. He was on pace to just have the best year of his career before his back injury derailed him. So we're looking at, in the eight games with Stafford, Kenny Galladay, who I love, you know, finished as the wide receiver 11 during those eight games with 640 yards and seven touchdowns. Marvin Jones, on the flip side, finished as the wide receiver 14 over that span with 535 yards and six touchdowns. And you can buy him right now seven to eight rounds later in redraft. And in Dynasty, you know, you can buy him 10 rounds later. I understand the age difference in there, but I want guys that are going to produce. And Marvin Jones is a guy that's going to help you guys win championships. He goes out there and he puts up big numbers every single time. So in summary, you know, I want you guys to go out there and look at these value plays. Take a look at trying to buy veterans that are absolute stable guys that are going to put up wide receiver two, wide receiver one numbers in Robert Woods and Allen Robinson. I want you guys to look at the upside youth of guys like DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin and realize that there is a price tag there, but at this current time, that price is bound to go up. You know, I believe that's a sound investment for you guys to go out and buy those. And then your high-reward veterans like Brandon Cooks and Marvin Jones, those are the kind of guys that you buy that are going to win you championships as wide receiver threes, wide receiver fours that you guys plug in and play. So that has been episode one of the Dynasty Dad podcast. I'm going to try to keep these in bi-weekly. I'm going to try to cut them to about 20 minutes for your perfect commute here. Because I designed the Dynasty Dad podcast to be an interactive experience. I want you guys to be able to find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Ask me those questions. Give me those Twitter polls. Talk about what you guys are excited about. Things that you guys want to hear about for the next episode. And we have a lot of exciting things that I, I, I have on board here. I'd like to get you know a Patreon set up. We're going to definitely get some rankings going on. I'm definitely looking at some giveaways, you know, and I encourage you guys once this comes out on Apple iTunes to make sure you guys give us a, you know, rate and review because that's going to help move things up. But I appreciate you guys listening to episode one of the Dynasty Dad podcast. From now on, I want you guys to just sit back and enjoy the process. 